Warning, the episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language, so listener discretion is advised. But if you like that sort of thing, you might also like our Star Wars reviews and our Harry Potter reviews and the Avengers movies reviews and all the things that you can find at the Pop-Off Podcast at popoffpodcast.com. Or you can subscribe to any of these by searching EPN on iTunes and then hitting subscribe. Okay, that's it. Enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. A two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today we are continuing our discussion from last time, but we took a little break in between and we came up with a word, which is the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm doing my, like, um, I'm having technical difficulties. Um, so we went upstairs and we talked to Mr. A. And uh, and we we're saying about you know how we never got around to talking about the Borg, which we're going to talk about this um, in this episode. We're going to talk about for really. We're going to talk about some serious stuff too, like Picard's. You know what happens after he like gets possessed by the Borg. But possessed, we did, oh, whatever it is that happens, <laughs> whatever. Um, but we it occurred to us upstairs that. So I'm just going to come straight out and say it if you don't mind. You go right ahead, man. The Borg are all linked, right? They're like totally. They're mentally linked to one mm, another. Yeah. So if one of them, well. Has betters himself? <laughs> you mean masturbates? Do Bork masturbate? If they do, because I feel like why wouldn't they? If they do, they all feel it, and then they and have. Then they a have a borgie. <laughs> I feel like a borgie is better than just one of them masturbating though, and then all of them feeling it. Like a borgie, right? Think about it. Hold yeah. on for a second. This is gonna blow your fucking mind. If Go they actually it. like were to have sexual relations with one another, I don't think they do. Wait for it. Sorry. If they did, if they did, I mean, if we're saying they masturbate, why wouldn't they do that? And if they do that, then like everybody feels what everybody else is feeling. Have you seen while Strange Days? The sex. Have you ever seen the movie Strange Days? Of course I have. And they, they kind of get into that. Yes. Like, like right. Except it's also while they're raping and murdering at the same time. So right, but that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, the Borg are kind of evil like that. They are so, evil that way. I don't but know. They, like, so some of them. But as good what as they if are, some of them are having a bunch of sex. But as good like as on they this are, one they, Borg cube, and this other Borg cube is like busy assimilating motherfuckers. Like, they start, think about that. And they man. start <laughs> assimilating them instead. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be assimilated. Ah, Excuse me, what? I mean, assimilated. I'm sorry, we're we're distracted. We're distracted. We're distracted right now. (laughs) (laughs) Adjunct number five is is licking adjunct number 10's, like, titty or whatever. So we're a little bit bit distracted right now. I am 70 of one. (laughs) It's it's a 69 with two of these. (laughs) Just saying. So wow rock. so here we are we are two minutes and 27 <laughs> seconds in and we've offended the audience wow well, why wouldn't we wait now anybody who's listening to us yeah. knows that we're highly inappropriate well so. the, the funny thing is we've been super appropriate lately and i feel like it's oh. about time yeah no we can't well, stay like, appropriate for long like four episodes ago we had our most offensive did we really was it four episodes ago it was the one it was the one where uh where we talked about um it was one of the dicks episode. I think it's the it's <laughs> something to do with dicks. It was I don't the, know. <laughs> the Federation are they dicks? And then we postulated about Captain Picard running into the ship of penises. 
<laughs> and their penises were people. Oh, that's right. I remember what the penis. So, so, um, but yeah. So the Borgie. So the Borgie. Let's talk a little, and we'll get serious about some other stuff later. But I want to. I feel like this should be talked about. So let's let's. Get, I do too because we talk about like there are specific okay, so episodes the, about the sexual like relations okay, of, so, of aliens. So, so like nobody ever talks out, about the sex of the Borg. Let's make it, the Borg sleep. We know that right. And they, they regenerate. They die. And they die. They die. Okay. And they have to, they, they feel bad when they don't have enough energy. We saw that from Iborg. When Hugh is looking for like a power conduit, Beverly goes, he's hungry. Right. So in their own way, they eat. Right. They clearly, they don't need to breathe, but you can see them breathing. Breathing. So, you know, well, they, but I don't know that they don't need to breathe. Right. Because like the point of the in point first of con- in first contact, you see them on the outside of the enterprise with nothing, no breathing apparatus. And they're in cold space. I guess. But they're like they're a union of organic and inorganic material. So they can they can subsist without oxygen maybe for a long time. Right. Like a whale holding right. its breath. But but, like, but we I think do they see still breathe. I we do they see that they breathe. That. Yeah. So. So knowing all of that, they have sex. So they, they so we've seen that they have essentially a digestive function. They have a a respiratory function. They have a sleeping function. They, it, you they know, have it a is sperm function. It is one of well, <laughs> it is it is one of the things that I mean. What what do we all want, right? What we all want food. You know, first thing we want to do is be able to breathe. Once we're breathing, we then want to we be want able to food. eat. We want and after to eat. We eat. We want sexual pleasure, right? Yeah, it's like it's like well, that's yeah, sleep. I'd say I would say is next. Oh. Really? Like, I feel like sexual pleasure comes first. <laughs> really? I could go I could go a week without that, but I can't go a day without sleep. So All right, fine. So, you know, Fair we, point. we want safety. I suppose sex is more of a luxury. We want we want safety, but it's not a luxury, it's a biological function. Drive. Now, the Borg do not reproduce that way. Mm-mm. They assimilate. That doesn't mean they can't have fun fucking. Well, I don't I don't know if they're having fun as much as they, you know, get some sort of urge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, yeah, pretty much. They're still so, organic in there, right? And organic things want to fuck. Well, that's and you also true. get the sense that that <laughs> certain Borg, based on what they were before they were assimilated, maintain like a porn star. Well, okay, let's say <laughs> let's say a Klingon. You you get the idea that the Borg Klingon are maybe a little more strong. Or if you, so, so they would retain some level of. So if you get the 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 Borg Rysian, you know. <laughs> Yo, know, what and they they want to have what Jaram Jarar or whatever the or thing whatever is, that thing you know, is called. They they want to pull out the the little Horgon statue, right? You know, they see a Horgon, all of a sudden they're like, they're like, no, they're, they're like, no, whore here right now, <laughs> <laughs> right now. It's time for the Borgie. <laughs> it's time for the Borgie. Um, so and you also wonder. So we so we've seen, uh, in Voyager, we had the episodes where you saw that that. The conscious minds of the people who had assimilated sometimes still meet in sort of a collective unconscious. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have relations. They're uh-huh. they, they're like they have, married you know, and stuff. Relations. So, but if they do have those relations, relations. and those memories go back to the hive, <laughs> then they then have. They're all like relations. And then <laughs> they're out there. Too. And, the, and then and then suddenly all the little Borg cod pieces. Have, have you noticed there are no Borg women until we meet? <laughs> seven of nine but like whenever you see the borg walking around you don't see a bunch of borg women walking you're around. right it's all men until <laughs> it's, it's all like a bunch of fucking dudes until we get to voyager where it's like it's like here's a hot chick but yeah. she's borg <laughs> the truth is is we tried it with this one and we found that building those pieces are just a pain <laughs> in the butt 
like with men you can build kind of uniform pe- i mean it's all good yeah. yeah they don't have a lot of protrusions or like yeah <laughs> they've got big titties to worry about <laughs> goodness gracious <laughs> so uh, so i just but you wonder. gotta protect their dicks don't you you gotta give them something to protect the penis and you don't gotta protect the chicks of a jj like you, you don't gotta protect it the same do way do you think they cut it off Oh, they dude! Cut the wiener off? No. Why would they cut the wiener off? What if that? What if that's like the cut scene from Star Trek: First Contact? Because <laughs> they have all those scenes of like him, like the thing going into his eye. What and there's like a scene where they like fucking take his dick like, off. Like we're John and the Franks, who's directing the movie. You know, it's like okay, now what we're gonna do? This is the pivotal scene when we take off the penis. I, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Do we have to make this show? Yes. <laughs> Yes, Patrick. I'm sorry, we do. Yes, Patrick, we do. After having to be second fiddle to you all this time, guess what? We're taking off the dick. Pull out your dick <laughs> right now. <laughs> Captain Dick Hard. Right now. <laughs> dick Soft. Right now, Dick Gone. There it dick goes. Gone. There it goes. Yeah. Now, I think the boys. Now you can't even like go bunnies. number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Wow. I, I think I think there's a lot of borgy yeah, but going you, on. How? I, I mean, do the things like flip open? Yeah, like it's. I'm telling you, man, it's like better than just being organic, right? Or do you think? Or do you think improved. they like do? Or do you think they like have like the sensors on the pink? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like it's, it's not been, like that. But no. what if it were? What if it's like connected to like the neurons down there? So like, <laughs> this is like, like dip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to change our pants. <laughs> There is no eye. <laughs> Except the one eye. <laughs> the one eyed monster. <laughs> We're twelve. I know. It's so it's sad. amazing. <laughs> what is that? Your phone is ringing. No. Your phone is ringing. It is not. I hear it. I don't feel it vibrating. Look, your phone is ringing. Hold on. I guarantee your phone is ringing. Okay, well, let me look. Is it vibrating? No. What is that? Something's vibrating in this it's room. Not my it's phone. not my phone. Like, seriously, what? I don't Ow, know. I just hear myself <laughs> in the mouth. I don't know what that is. It's gone. It stopped. That's weird. That's really weird. That's really weird. <laughs> it wasn't my phone. It really wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it was your dildo. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It's having a board. <laughs> it was right, it right, it right when you and I touched pinkies. <laughs> It was like, oh, and it turned on and it got all hot. So, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so, we talked last episode about, about whether or not Riker retained the memories of a, of trill, a trill who had sex with Beverly. Right. Um, so, because that's not awkward for him at all. So, here's the question, right? So, do you think that, so Picard. And we're gonna get into the serious nature of, of, of the Borg episodes <laughs> too at some point, but you get some to the end, you get to the end of Best of Both Worlds, and can I can I take, can I just jump the tracks real quick and tell you something that really bugs me and has always bugged me? Sure. Picard was a Borg, came back from being a Borg, right? Became human, mm-hmm. right? Seven of Nine was a Borg, right? Came back from being a, she was a Borg forever, right? But she was like a Borg from like 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 young. She like came back kid. from being a Borg. Was human again. Right. Eventually, Tuvok and Balana became Borg for a little bit. And, I guess so. Yeah. And 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 one of them lost like control, and then got back. Tuvok. Yeah, I think. and got back to being what he was before. Mm-hmm. But in first contact, the minute someone's like a Borg, Picard's like, kill him, fuck him, like, kill him dead. Like like and and you wonder why like Jordy isn't like um Captain. 
You remember like, how you were yeah, aboard? Like, like you couldn't, Do you remember how we you brought pull you back? back? Like, I'm why don't we saying. just why don't we just like fucking put him in stasis for a little bit? Like, we've got we've got the 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 shitty little machine there. We salvaged it from the last Enterprise. We got it. Like, we put the little thing where you're standing there and going sleep, data. You know that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what if what like what, we can do that? No, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're boring. Fuck I them. will make them pay for what they've done. Yeah, overacting is not going to make it so that it's not okay for you to do this. Like, no, no, the line must be drawn here. Yeah, no, you said that. I got it. I got it. You still can't just go around killing. I don't like him. I don't like him. That man is a bad officer. He looked at my dick. He looked at my <laughs> dick. Like the conversations that are off camera. Ooh, you know what else I saw? Or, or like where, where, where he looks at he looks at Worf and he, he, he you know, if you were any other man, I'd kill you where you stand. Right. Get off my bridge. I'll be in my ready room. He goes to the wedding room. Wedding room. The ready room. The wedding room. And Lily. He goes li- to the wedding Lily, room. Lily, <laughs> Lily starts like screaming at, at Crusher. You know why do we blow up the ship? He's the captain. When he makes a decision, he makes a decision. No, I'm gonna talk to him. And she walks in. He's just in there. He's like. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you? Nothing. Nothing. I'm bettering myself. <laughs> like, Why? I, you know what I find like, curious these doors, if you is that you think that masturbation is bettering yourself. <laughs> I think that's an interesting connection. Let us explore that. <laughs> we had a whole episode where we talked about that. How in, in Star Trek they all talk about how they want to do is better themselves. <laughs> and that's what it looks and, like. <laughs> and and so the, the thing that gets me is that is that in Star Trek, if you like, it's it's all those fucking doors from the supermarket. Like if you stand in front of the door, the door opens. So if you forget to lock your door. Like you just and you fuck. go in your room, like you, there's got to be that moment, right? There's got to be you that. Gotta like, be able, you can lock your door. I've seen it happen. Yeah, where well, you you know, lock door. And then people have to like be like regular override, yeah. blah blah blah, alpha, beta, zeta, two. Yeah, he walks. <laughs> he, he walks in. It's it's Troy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you doing? You know Troy has one. You're, she has like a special. One. She's like a whore gone. A she's whore gone. It's like she's got. She's a little whore. You can see it in her face. <laughs> no, she's always got like this, like this she, new relationship. Well, you know there is that movie that Marina Sirtis was in. Was it Caligula? No, she wasn't a Caligula. She was too. She's sucking dick in that movie. It's no, she's not. That's totally her. I've seen Caligula. There's her sucking dick. I've seen it. I, I watched it. I'll tell you something about Caligula. She's not in it. And none of the actors in Caligula are sucking dick. What? Here's what happened with Caligula. They filmed a movie and then Penthouse produced it. And, and they put got, a bunch of porn in there. And they put a bunch of porn that they cut to. So you never see, isn't it Malcolm McDowell in that movie? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And and you never see them, like the, the main characters doing any of the shit. It's like they, they were like, they'll walk through a room and then they cut away to like. Orgy scene. Yeah. Because that's what they all do. And that's like, that's. There's a shot of her sucking dick. It's not her. Who is it then? I don't know, but I know it's not her. I think it's her. No, the only nudity she did was the burning lady. Not that I know. <laughs> yeah. Look, you, it, know. you know what? In 19- you were like Marina Sirtis naked. So in 1995, <laughs> um, I discovered a magazine called Celebrity Sleuth, which is probably dead, dead and gone forever now. The internet anymore, probably yeah. killed it, but but at the time, it was the greatest, greatest. In fact, it was probably 94. It was like the like I was just 18. I could walk into a Borders and buy all the fucking porn on paper I wanted, <laughs> and and I discovered Celebrity Sleuth. And they had a like a Star Trek issue, where it was just really? like like. Is is this a picture of Beverly Crusher? Who knows? But here's 
you know Ashley Judd from from Norma Jean in Maryland, and here's yeah, you know, and here's you know Marina Sirtis from The Burning Lady, and here's you know, you know, a shot of Terry Farrell from her modeling days, and la la la, and it was you know, really, yeah, that, I would I, love to see. Yeah, this. I had that issue for a little while. Oh, that sounds pretty hot. Yeah, I had to go away. <laughs> I threw it all all away when I got married. You threw away your porn, dude? Really? I, no, you don't want to bring that in, man. How do you like? Especially you're a newlywed. Like, here are my comics. And here's here, my porn. Here's, what? Here's my six boxes of like. Explain my six boxes of comics and my Star Wars posters was enough for my wife, who is a pseudo geek, but really not not quite prepared <laughs> for what. I mean, I, I I host a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> I mean, it, she wasn't quite prepared for what, for what. The, so it was something <laughs> had to go, and you know, and it look, was the porn. Well, I'll be the first to say that I like. I think that you know that I think that porn is maybe not the greatest thing in the world, and and is you know changes expectations that people have, and that people who who are in it usually end up fucking regretting it at some point in their lives, and you know, you know, it's it's you know, I, I it, it's it's oogie sometimes so it's you know when you're 20 years old and newly married you certainly don't want to go here's my porn here's my porn i have every actress i ever known i have to see naked i have a naked here's my copy of poison ivy too you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> i told you i like to listen milano man nice um poison ivy too i liked the first one that was drew barrymore right yeah but she doesn't go naked in it i know but she's still hot dude but she's underage in the movie she the closer she comes she takes a blood shower but i'm saying but still hot she is sort of hot, but we're not going to do the celebrity nudity <laughs> thing because in the '90s I was an expert. And oh yeah, yeah, I could tell you everybody's nude scene, what it was in. It was weird. Nice. It's a weird thing to know, it man. Was a weird it's a weird thing to know. I'm embarrassed to have known it. Oh come um, on, you were you were a dude and you were 18. Come I on, I was 20 and whatever I was, 20. Isn't that when y'all is the horniest that you'll ever be or whatever? And then I got married, and that was you know, and I sort of it. Then I was like, I'm a one woman man, and I have all this knowledge. It was like it's like going, like coming back from being a Borg and having to be one person. <laughs> having again. to be one person. So again. when he comes back from being a Borg <laughs> and has to be one transition per- man, and when he has to come back from being a Borg and be one person again, here's a question. Uh, so the Borg absorbed a lot of these high-ranking officers at Wolf Three Five Nine, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like assimilated a bunch of them. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We assume not just destroyed the ships. No, we no. Assume we that assume that they assimilated. That if, if if the Borg wants to know what the federation's up to they would assimilate the high-ranking officers yeah picard's friends and we assume that most of the wives were left at home correct generally speaking sure and he was sort of put in charge of the board correct yeah so he would have their memories correct right do you think it's weird when he hangs out with their wives what <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like i remember your old face like, like, i know what's in that box in the closet i'm just saying <laughs> You know that nighter you have? <laughs> Let's make it a show. <laughs> so I've got the memories for your husband. Um, my, my husband didn't die in Wolf 359. I have his memories. <laughs> his memories. Just anyway. trust me. Trust this me. will be a lot easier if you just lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that reminds me. There's this. Ep- th- there's the episode with like the mind oh rape. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Troy and her mind rape. Does she have to get my- twice? She gets mind rape twice. She does. It's the one, but like it's a memory of her yeah. with Riker, and then it turns into that dude oh, yeah. from that from that that race. Imzadi, Imzadi, oh. yes, where he's like raping her, or whatever. And, and, and Tom Tom Hardy's watching, going, "One day, a nemesis, I'll do this. I'll too. do this too." And then he'll be Bane in in, in the Dark Knight Rises, and he goes, "Gotham must be." 
<laughs> that's exactly what he sounds. <laughs> well, like. in the it's first tra- in the first trailer, that's it's what something he said. like that. Did you see the new trailer for The Dark Knight Rises? I did. I um, saw it. I did. You have a problem with Bane's voiceovers, which clearly were voiceovers. So when he, go, when he goes, why didn't you just kill me? Why did you just kill me? And you hear Bane go, your punishment must be more severe. I was like, I like clearly could tell really? that it was a voiceover and it bothered me. Hmm. Like he was like too close to the mic. So, okay. So I've done ADR for zombies and Corey, God bless him. You know, I love Corey. He's a very good friend of mine, but he, he has a, uh, like this one line where he looks over to Lily and goes, Lily, it's okay. I, I can take you. When she wants to go home and the sound was bad on set. So he ADR'd it and literally it's like he's a soft rock radio DJ. He's like, Lily, it's okay. I can take you. (laughs) 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 And I had him do like three times. It never got any better. (laughs) So if you watch the movie, he goes, he goes, it's okay. I can take you. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) that's kind of amazing. (laughs) And, and, but I feel that way about Bane in the new trailer where where he's like, your punishment must be more severe. You know, and and I was like, they're trying to make up for the fact that in the first trailer, it's like, you know, and I feel like they they wanted us to be able to understand it, but in their desire to do so, now it's they went too far the other way. Yeah, and I feel like you went too far. Don't get so close to the mic, Bane. Just back up a little. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Back up a little. I hope I hope they get that shit fixed for the movie. I'm sure they will. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. Well, I don't know. I was just watching Star Wars and. And I was watching the scene where they're all arguing about what to do. And they're like, where did you dig up that old fossil? You know, and they're all talking about Ben. And, and, and I, I could tell the whole scene was 80 yard. The whole scene's 80 yard. And you can tell that like sometimes the mouth doesn't quite match. And it's, it's oh. and that you can tell when it's not 80 yard because you can hear the echo on the set. Right. Whereas sometimes you can't. And it's, I really noticed it this time. And I never hmm. really noticed it before, but it bothered me a little. I'm like tempted to like I'm noticing as I'm doing like now yeah. that I'm like doing a film there are certain things that I notice uh-huh. like watching Star Trek again right like I just watched an episode like two days ago I was like boom mic <laughs> like clearly yeah boom mic like right there on the fucking bridge boom mic like for a solid two seconds oh sure like and I was like what yeah. <laughs> I just watched an episode I think like last night with Daryl and he was like boom Mike I was like what I backed it up I was like holy shit totally boom Mike it's not real <laughs> How could I? so um so seriously though when Picard comes back so so in the best of both worlds Picard gets absorbed and and becomes part of the Borg that he does and what did he become what do you mean that's the thing like hold on hold on like, a second hold on is there thunder or are we just fumbling the mics too much or i don't, I don't i'm hearing know. a lot of this <laughs> plus that, my buzz but um i mean i might have touched myself <laughs> I, I wish i could make the buzz come back right now did it sound like this <laughs> um there we go. Um, <laughs> Why don't you stick that mic all the way in your mouth? <laughs> it was really close. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, amazing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if only you guys could see. <laughs> so, I guess my my question is 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 he gets absorbed by the Borg, and then later on when you see Iborg, uh, Hugh like bows down to him. He's like he's like I am Locutus of Borg, and Hugh is like Locutus. Yo. Yeah, like he wasn't yeah. just like any other fucking Borg. He, like was, he like, was a special Borg. He was like the one you bowed down to. Yeah, and, he was like a Borg elite. And he and he, what do his sentence start? His sentences start with "I 
am. Yeah, like I am the cutest of Borg. Yeah. None of this we shit. Yeah, like the Borg always. Yeah, like, so he was like, I feel like that's special. so interesting how that completely breaks yeah. with everything they've told us about the Borg before then. And so it's it's weird. He comes back from that. You assume he has all the memories. Of course. Um, uh, I don't know what. So I, I I do have to ask you. What you just watched Beth, Best of Both Worlds one and two. Do you think that two sucks or is too good? Because there is real dichotomy. The Empire Magazine called it one of their hundred best episodes of TV of all time. Best of Both Worlds Part Two. Wow. There is also a feeling like Part One, like like set up all the dominoes and then part two couldn't deal with it. So it was like they set it up. He was taken. He was, you know, there was the big battle that was going to come. There was, you know, the, the deflector dish was going to destroy everything. Everything was big. And then they got to part two and they're like, shit, what do we do? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so the deflector dish didn't work and uh, yeah, they go to sleep and the ship blows up. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> You know, and I want to give it to part two. I think it is in part two where we see the battle, the remnants of the battle of Wolf 359, which at that time in Star Trek, I'd never seen anything as horrendous. As yeah, that. no, it was a big deal. It stuck in my head until until the massive ship shots in DS9. Yeah, that was the most impressive shot in all of, of Star Trek. Well, not even just about like terms of shot, but like like the far reaching effects. Yeah. Well, and you just feel it. You just see the yeah, ship circling like, around on fire. But it was still it was like a huge thing. Um, hey, Mr. A just walked in the room. And He's going to use the bathroom. He, he was like, don't talk. Don't say that we're here because we have to use the restroom. Hey, wait a minute. Hi, Hi lady. Come here, lady. Hi. Come here, Come here lady. Sexy. Hi, lady. Hi, lady. What's your name? I'm Rebecca. Rebecca, did you just watch a movie? Yes, I did. What movie did you just watch? Uh, it was Ninjas vs. Zombies. So now I'm starting Ninjas vs. Vampires. Really? What do you think of Ninjas vs. Zombies? Give me your, your one paragraph review. Go. Phenomenal. That's a word. That's I mean that's a pretend that I had nothing to do with that film and <laughs> give me your actual thoughts. Right. Pretend that the guy holding a microphone to your mouth right now had nothing to do with it, Rebecca. Go. Uh, all right. Well, since now I'm on the spot. I mean, I thought it was good. It was really entertaining. I loved all the references. I mean, that lost one had me cracking up. You see my shirt? Yeah. Drive shot. <laughs> yeah, you, know you know they have that song. <laughs> you want everybody. You want everybody. <laughs> you want everybody. Anyway. Acting um, like the stupid people wearing expensive clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So so you enjoyed the movie? I did. Have very you much already so. started vampires? Yes, we have. How far are you? What's happening? Oh, uh, literally just like through just yeah. through the credits. Then now now there's a it's bathroom. The bathroom break. Break. We just saw Liz Christmas get out of the swimming pool. Okay. Yeah. She has a really nice um assets. Yes. <laughs> well, but you saw but you saw the characters from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. they're a little different this time. I I can tell. Things have changed. <laughs> I can tell. Enjoy it. Okay. Cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 he. That was the very sexy Rebecca. Who is Rebecca? What does she do? She is the DP on Quantum Suicide of Sophie Miller. Yeah. As well as being phenomenally hot. Look at is that she? ass. I'm just saying. I don't I don't see. I I can't see. I can't tell. I. That's I, bad. I don't even see other women anymore. <laughs> Ever. I see other women all the is time. Is she gone? Is that weird? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Um, so, uh, where were we? Um, um, I don't know. I was so, blinded. So when, like, so when, uh, so when he he comes back, right? He like what when Picard comes back from being a Borg, right? What is like we, we joked about? Like, does he like you know the other women's wives, other men's right, wives? Yeah. But but. <laughs> But in truth, but like legitimately, does this guy have in his memory banks like 
bits of knowledge from he the Klingon well, Empire? The does thing. he? No, he. What clearly, does he retain? He clearly retains like the, the knowledge sh- of doing the stuff he did. Yes, and I think that's sort of the draw of the subsequent episode is his sort of trying to. Deal and I and with I want and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that, but I do want to say, does he now? Because there are Klingons that have been absorbed by the Borg, right? Klingons. I mean, yeah. all kinds of Romulans. Races. So Romulans does he have really. the knowledge that they had? Does he retain? I don't at least know. Some like, they don't, they're, they're sort of unclear about like the dissemination of information, right? Yeah. Like how relevant is something like Klingon political bullshit yeah, to but, like the Borgie, right? Like, <laughs> do they do they need that knowledge? Is it relevant? Do they have to use that for something? Like, because they're all about. I'm really sorry about the buzz, all the way, guys. It's it's going a little it's, crazy. It's the mic, and yeah, he's sorry. like fondling it. It's. I'm trying really hard not to. I'm trying really hard not to. He can't help himself. Go on. Um, but yeah, I think it's, they're so focused all the time on what is useful in any given yeah. moment. Like, so I think if that information isn't useful, like, I, I feel like, why would they disseminate it? Why would everybody get it? Well, I think it would have been an interesting thing, th- interesting thing to see what he gleaned from that connection. I mean, he was them. already pretty tight with the Klingons, I feel like, before that. Yeah, but he didn't know their secret plans or the Romulans or the whatever. Well, sure, but, like, I mean, how would you even show that? I don't know. Just later? have an episode where he goes, you know, like, okay, so you watch Buffy, right? Mm-hmm. You you know how occasionally Xander would pull out, like, like I know from my army experience that, blah. <laughs> you know, I just think it would go, I remember from my Borg experience that the Romulans are going to blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, and also, I fucked your wife. Did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? I am your wife. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You fuck my. You know what? I did. Marcellus Wallace don't like. Marcellus Marcellus Wallace don't like to get fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. (laughs) You tried to fuck him, Brett. Yes, you did. You tried to. See, now we're quoting two different things. I'm doing Pulp Fiction. I was doing Eddie Izzard. I love Pulp Fiction, though. I love Pulp Fiction. And I love Eddie Izzard. And I love Eddie Izzard. I love Eddie Izzard. I adore him. Um, uh, so what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> the Borgie. Borgie. <laughs> so, so I just like that. That is, it's just something that always struck me that like, what was, what was his experience? How much was he Picard? And if he was Picard and he had some of himself left, what is he, what is he remembering from that? Um, and you know, the, the funny, uncomfortable, you know, I remember, your wife's for JJ, um, but I don't know what you're doing right now. But what? I, what are you talking about? I just want to steer your head like a like a bicycle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got handles. Really, you're gonna pull my pigtails? It's so fucked up. You know what's funny is that so Kelly's costume when she worked at King's Dominion at at Nickelodeon was to have pigtails like that, and I was playing the Romulan Kellyan. So when Kelly would come by to say hi to Justin when Justin was playing Kellyan. Well, I I couldn't not be Kellyan because I was Kellyan. So I would grab her by the pigtails and just yank her around the park and she would scream and she hated it. And I would apologize after I was like, I can't control what he does. You're so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> it's, he was I a different guy. I woman. I he, really do uh, right that's now. That's why I kind of had to stop playing him. Because I became a different, like a truly, he had it his reminds own. me of the episode I just watched with the what? with the ones where they like inhabit um, the the people they the their bodies, but not Mahajuran. Riker. Mahajuran was was what you got with the Horgon on Risa. Mahajuran, I think. Anyway, go on. The one where they didn't take Riker because he was broken because his arm was broken. 
and instead they inhabited Troy and um and Data and O'Brien and O'Brien yeah and this is after O'Brien and, is that, is and it, Keiko it, have had Molly and Molly's just a little baby is this is this the is this the I'm not afraid to die and I'm not afraid to kill you episode yes that's such a great line that's some good writing there yeah where there's like the face off and yeah. like what I love about that episode is actually the very very end when um when Data is like uh, I feel like I need to apologize for my behavior blah 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 and like Worf is all like dude it's cool and he's like but you showed a remarkable restraint. He's like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was freaking awesome. Um, back to but the like yeah, in that yeah. episode, O'Brien is like always fucking with Keiko, and it's like that would just really mess your head up. Like, uh, evidently, it did because she was a bitch to him for every single episode after for the that. rest of Star Trek. For the rest of Star That's Trek. That's why she's so she horrible. She never got over the fact that he like put a phaser I, to her baby, can I, their can baby, I, can, can and I come to her. Out and say, can I come out and say I wish he would have shot her? Um, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, not the baby. No, Molly's fine. But Molly's fine. Keiko, Keiko O'Brien is the most abusive character in all of Star Trek from the moment you meet her, from the moment of, we're going to get married. No, I hate you. I don't want to get married. Dana, why are you making us? Oh, I love you now. No, I hate you now. And, and then from that moment forward, it's like she's just such a fucking shrew. She just truly Dude, is. Dude, whatever. That is not true. It's true. No, I'm sorry. There is no redemption for Keiko O'Brien. There's none. Stop. At when, the end of that episode, she totally took it in stride. Like her fucking husband, her husband is like. So later on, she in DS9, she gets possessed by an evil spirit. Right. So she shit, com- shit comes full circle. <laughs> so he has to understand when it happens for her. He's like, oh, I remember this. I remember. This, this sucked for you. Let's I can see this. where this sucks. Let's do this. Can <laughs> I be an asshole to you for every episode from here on out? She was not an asshole to him. She was an asshole all the time. No, she's not. She's shrewd. At the end, he's all like, if I could have killed the thing that was in me, I she's like, I know, baby. She's totally understanding. She's only nice once. The only nice thing she ever does is when she lies to him and says, Bashir is really lonely. You should go hang out with him. And then when he leaves, she calls Bashir and she goes, oh, Brian's really lonely. Go hang out with him. And like she endorses their friendship. And at that moment, I liked her. And the rest of the time, I just hate Keiko O'Brien. Really? I really do. Like, like I think arguably my least favorite character in track. Keiko? Keiko is, I hate her. I hate everything about her. Funny thing is, is the episodes that have involved her seriously, like Disaster and the one you're talking about, the one she gets possessed, I don't even hate the actress so much because I think she does a good job in those situations. But when she's just the wife, I just hate their relationship. Gosh. Like when he almost like cheated on her with Kira, I was like, yes. Dude. I hate her. Hate her. You're fucking wrong, dude. Sorry. I'm sorry. You can be sorry all you want. I'm going to hate Keiko. Like this? <laughs> <laughs> See? So once is- again, you prove that you are fucking wrong about everything in the world. No. Because you hate Keiko. And Keiko's your favorite character. She's better than Shatner. She's not. Her. No. She's that's amazing. Not true. I would She's fuck her though. She's my favorite character on all of Star Wars. I'm saying I would. I'd fuck all of them. If, in a big sure. orgy. <laughs> who, wouldn't, who wouldn't? Here's what I want to do is I, I, I want to, I just want to assimilate everybody who ever has so I can get all the experiences. 
It's like it's like in an RPG where you get their experience yeah, what if, if you get to fuck so them what or if, something. What if you what if you like like you I'd got, be such a hoe. You got separated from the Borg, but you decided to keep assimilating people and like you just went around like assimilating like Carol Marcus and everybody who ever like had sex with Kirk. You're just you're like you're like going back in time. You're, you know, you're <laughs> just be amazing. Everybody who was ever with Kirk, like I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know what it was like for you. Yeah. And finally, and finally, you're broken of it when like you meet the woman that was his first time when he's like 15, and she has the memory of him being awkward and not very good at it. And you're like, <laughs> do oh. whatever. Kirk was always good. And at all it. of a sudden, like all of a sudden, you're not into Kirk anymore. The other burger, like, why are we not into Kirk? And you're like, I assimilated the wrong one, man. <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked <laughs> up. I just can't get that out of my head. So, um. So when Picard, I, I, we didn't really ever touch on this episode hardcore, and I thought it'd be fun to really briefly about family, because family is a unique episode. Um, uh, as you and I were, really, really, I know, right? Um, uh, as as we were saying, family, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta touch it. Family is is the only episode of Next Gen that directly deals with the two episodes prior, but right. is not part of, of the, the two, two episodes, episodes prior. prior. Um, There's not like a last time on Star Trek. Well, they might have said last time on Star Trek, but it I was, don't think they did. It wasn't part three. I really don't think they did. It wasn't though. Best of Both Worlds part three. And it could have been. Um, it was on Earth, which is weird for Next Gen because they don't do that much they don't at all. Um, and it was with Picard's family. Picard, has a, sc- Picard has a scar. He has the Borg scar on his face, like where there's just a little bit of a scar where, you know, he had been assimilated where his like headpiece was <laughs> you know he cries he's you know fights they with fight the in the dirt in the mud that's so silly so sexy um i i love this episode i love it's very humanizing i love this episode i love what it does about wharf i love what it's you know what you learn about everybody but mostly i love the relationship there picard and his brother and what yeah. it's like dealing with everything and it's such a just the fact that it deals with what happened. Well, and the fact that, like, even in this episode, like, he seriously considers, yeah, like, not being the captain of the Enterprise. That's huge. How great would it be to be on Earth, be able to be near your family, be able to ex- and still explore and still be involved in something that but you're also, kind of passionate but about, but also you be know? able to work on vineyards and and you know, like, and and to be part of all of that. And he's, you know, he chooses not to, but it, it's but like, he but like it's. A, I, what I thought was interesting is when you're watching it, though, it seems legitimate. It's not like a, a situation where you're like, oh, that shit will never happen. I love it because it's not there's nothing even very much there that's very sci-fi about it. It's it's just no, it's a very it's human people. story. It's people. It's about people. And it's it's coming off of such a hardcore you know, thing. You never answered your question, by the way. Best of both worlds. Part two. Great episode or they did the best they could. I mean. I don't know. I honestly, I was as um, during those two episodes, I was like pretty tired when I was watching yeah. them. So like I was going in and out. So oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. Um, because I have a, I have a real strong opinion about it. So I was I, wondering. What I feel be. like um, I think that it's such a. I don't know. Like they, there's so much that they could do and they've only got a limited amount of time. So like I feel to some extent things will suffer for that. Yeah, I feel like I I I feel like the first the first episode of the two is awesome. It's just an amazing build 
and I feel like by the second episode you have Guinan talking to well, Riker. It's, he's it's, talking it's, to. I can't, they blend together. So in the second episode, is that the one where he actually like Riker actually gives the order to like fire? No, the the fire is is in the first episode. The, it's the last moment of the, of first, the first episode. episode. Okay, and I feel I because like, that moment I think is huge. Oh, that was called one of the best season top ten season finales like of all time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you know it was, it was gonna, like. Well, and and as the meta knowledge that Patrick Stewart's contract was under negotiation, and yeah. You know, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So and, and that it's great, but and the second episode's fine, and I enjoy it, but it's a little bit anticlimactic. There's not much of a. There's ultimately not much of a battle. You know, I kind of wanted to see. You want to see them win, and they don't really win. They kind of put the board to sleep, and the ship self destructs. And I wanted to see, you know, at the very least, they go, you could destroy them with one torpedo. And I wanted to see, like, like get to that moment and then have it that be that the, the lieutenant, like, Shelby, Commander Shelby, destroys the Borg. They're like, we can't do that. That's not what we do. And then she does it. And you do that look at her like, no, how can you do that? That's so inhumane. Thank God she did it. You know, <laughs> like they did with the woman who destroyed the crystalline entity. I was, gonna, I was, yeah. I was just thinking yeah. of that with the crystalline entity. But, like, like but an, they were talking to the crystalline entity when she yeah, did that shit. But like you, it was kind of fucked up. But you want, you want them to destroy the Borg. And they didn't. The Borg kind of destroyed themselves. And I feel like that's the problem. At the end, the Borg had done so much damage. You want... They, 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 cor- they course correct this during the new star trek movie where they're like they're, they're like look we want to do the humane thing we want to help you and save you is that okay and he's like no i don't want you to and like fine <laughs> fine and fuck you <laughs> so um fucking uh family you learn all of this how much is family destroyed by generations for you what do you mean in what uh, way because of the because of the, the nexus situation? No, because the brother and the nephew die in a fire. They burn to death in a fire. The little nephew that the one that le- calls him uncle, the one, or the one that calls, calls him, him nephew. Yeah, I mean. and and his and his brother die in a fire three years later. It's bullshit. It's such bullshit. And it's it's empty. I have a real problem with it. I have a real and for a guy who you know I like I like I know you love it when motherfuckers die but they they die off camera you find out about it in like a communique right and Picard's all depressed that's how he would like you wouldn't you know what I mean like that that at least sticks to some level of realism you know here's the thing here's the thing about them dying right not that I'm okay with here's the thing about them dying. I don't mind any characters dying the thing that makes their death empty is it could have been anyone could have been it didn't have to be them it could be you know your best friend died it could be they chose them because they had appeared in a previous episode but they could have been you know your you know the the woman you were in love with back in paris she just died it didn't matter that it was that it was them it was arbitrary it's just them who dies and if it had been anybody else who died the story would have been exactly the same it would it it was arbitrarily them it was they randomly chosen and there's no impact. You don't feel the impact of the loss of them specifically. Even in generations, he's like, now that they're gone, there won't the family line won't go on. And they're like, how about this? You know, he does cry first. He'll never fall in love. You know, never. You know, he does that that whole bit. But you never get the sense of like, and my brother, who I just reconnected with, who I cared about. You don't. I don't feel the sense of the loss of those characters that I like. 
in like especially his brother you get the sense of their yeah i dug his brother their complex relationship and you never get the sense of i have to go home now and help his wife and you know she must be devastated yeah and like she was cool as shit to him when he comes home yeah and like 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 brother dude was kind of shitty and she was all like but you know what i mean luke and 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 it could it could have been any child that he connected with it could have been the the fucking kid from season six or seven who he thought was his son for a little while that that he then finds or it could have been one of those random kids that he took on that that he wound up in the in the turbo lift with yeah it could have been any one of them you where know what he I'm goes, talking about they'll never learn how to fall in love it was never there was nothing specific in his mourning process i don't know but like with renee it was like that kid totally was like wanting to be like him yeah so there was that but, but that wasn't stated in generations well i guess that's true but it was stated in that episode and that's what i'm saying in generations it was like you will feel bad about these characters dying because you met them in, in this other episode. But their death... Okay, so spoiler for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm going to say this. Spoiler. I'm going to spoil in the next two minutes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a major character death on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you have not seen up through, I would say, season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer... And you have any intention go, of doing go away in it. Go away now. Okay. The character of Tara in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. She dies. I know. And when she dies, it sends Dawn into a tailspin because Dawn was counting on them to get back together. It sends Willow into a tailspin in a very specific way because of her relationship with Tara. It sends, and it doesn't send Buffy, it doesn't send the other people into a tailspin because it wouldn't. But it's very specific to Willow's relationship and to Dawn's relationship. And then Willow's freaking out from there kind of spills in. In the same way with when spoiler for season two when jenny calendar dies it's the same way it it spins giles it changes his character it does something specific to him because the relationship they have you feel but uh, specifically tara's death you know or or if i I don't want to do any more spoilers but but tara's death specifically had a specific reaction from a specific character based on the specificity of their relationship a lot of specific and once she was gone i felt the loss of her absence and in this it was just kind of like hey these characters that you liked that you cared about they're dead now and there's no specificity but picard's really upset and it bothered me because it bothered me because it was just this random they're dead and all that matters is that picard is sad about it not that not that they're gone not that they're gone i don't feel their loss i just feel his pain and that that bothered me because in the episode where i met them i liked them and I want to feel their loss when we see. Jenna. Well, I mean, or, or I feel more, like why, but like we didn't see any more of them that I recall. No, we didn't. Oh, you know what the thing is? You know what the thing is? When Tara died in Buffy, the story needed that, and the story went a direction based on that, and that informed what happened to Willow, which had informed her character for the entire rest of the series. Sure. This story didn't need that death. It could have been any death. They just randomly chose that to be the death to bother you. And that feels abusive. That feels like. So so you don't mind random deaths. And in fact, you like them. But this in this one particular instance, you actually feel like, well, that was arbitrary. It it's was just, arbitrary. Like you didn't feel that way when Wash in fucking. Wait, what are you doing? No, you need to spoil oh, it before spoiler. you say it. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, hold on. Uh, 
I think that or, so I'm going to spoil any of the Joss deaths. I should say, yeah, the way he likes to kill motherfuckers out of the blue, like none of that bothers. He doesn't feel arbitrary to you, but no, this he, does. Here's the thing: it bothers me every single time it happens. I like that it bothers me because I moved and I get to forget about the shit in my own life for a little while and be upset about this this hypothetical thing, this fictional thing that's happening. <laughs> that's I, I it it engages me, and if fiction engages me, then I'm happy. But their their death engaged me because the memory of who they were in the episode that I saw. But it just felt like it didn't need to be them. There was nothing about it being their death. It was. It's not that it was just arbitrary because all. But it I, does. It ties back into him feeling um you know older and the fact that he hasn't had any relations with people that he hasn't carried on the family name it was there is something there in his little fantasy where was his brother and his brother's wife in his perfect fantasy in the nexus where were they why does brother like let's say renee let's let's just kill renee and not kill his brother my nephew died in a fire because his brother isn't even in his little Dickensian Christmas fantasy. That's true, he's not. You know, it's like my brother died and my, my brother and my nephew died. My nephew will never grow up. My nephew's gone. I feel bad about my nephew. He doesn't give a fuck about his brother. He doesn't give a fuck my brother. He's a dickhead. He beat he me up in the He's kind of mud. a douche. Be- I remember that one time when we were in the, we were in, the, in the vineyard and he like fought with me in the mud yeah. and stuff. So, fuck that guy. <laughs> so so that, I guess that's the, that that's when I say arbitrary, I guess you know the the de- especially Joss deaths seem arbitrary but this one felt empty it felt empty it happened off camera you didn't see it happen you didn't feel it happen well i tend to have a problem with shit that happens like off camera in like, general in general yeah like oh by the way you know Cass and Neelix yeah they're just not together anymore or whatever yeah like which like that breakup that breakup would have been heart-wrenching to see heart-wrenching and, and I would like it. it was worth like not that I wanted to see them break up like I was not a, a, but a if, fan but of that but like at if least you're if gonna, you're gonna fucking do it fucking do it yeah don't fucking cop out and be like well we want to have Kess free to fuck other people and we want Neelix to 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 worry about her fucking other people so yeah they're not together anymore yeah, like like it felt like such bullshit and and honestly what i find more compelling on star trek truth be told like because we talked about this um um mr a and i because it was like it, he was asking if um the episode where keiko gives birth to molly yeah. what counts as a pregnancy episode counts as a uh, as a baby episode i'd say yes um i was saying no and let me tell you why like the issue i had with like the quote-unquote baby girly episodes on voyager are not so much like i had no issue with naomi watts being a baby naomi wildman sorry naomi watts is that's who i miss it's the actress you knew who i meant wildman naomi wildman i would have loved if naomi watts was on there i know god she's hot but i'm saying if i had no issue with that whole storyline like with that with naomi being born growing up like the idea of actually seeing family life on these ships of all the children that have been on a side character if you count her next to wesley next to jake She's and Molly. F- she's my favorite. I love Naomi Wildman. I think she's cool. Yeah, no, I do too. But that's what I'm saying. Like that, like that, what I didn't like on Voyager were, were all of these pregnancy baby woman episodes, right? Like what I don't have a problem with is this idea of, of showing life yeah. just happening behind the scenes. Like the fact that, that he's got a wife to go home to. 
that he's got sure. a kid Molly, that people have families, that that Worf has to figure out how to integrate Alexander into his life. Like I'm like stuff like that. I'm like, well, you I know what? That's real world shit that happens this, to people. I think this is your your I think your problem with Voyager is not just that it's pregnancy, but it's that what that doesn't seem to happen on Voyager. So the episodes like family, right? Where you really get into the like on Voyager, sure, you get the sense that Tom and Bellana have this tumultuous marriage, but doesn't really ring true very much. And outside of that, what is Harry? Harry Kim plays clarinet. Yeah, like, and, but that's the thing. Like, I like I didn't like Bellana or pa- Paris until they were together, and like, yeah. I was like, that's more intriguing to me because like I I sort of have a strange thing about like in other shows where like they don't want to show like these two characters together because that just ruins everything, right? Like and I think that's such bullshit. And I love Well, I think I think that I think the sense on Next Gen and especially on DS9 is that you got the sense that these characters had lives when they weren't on duty. That's what I'm saying. And I love that idea. And I never got that sense that Tell me anything about Harry except that he wants to date one of the, the Delaney twins, uh-huh. and he or that he always has a thing for like unattainable women, quote or, unquote, the, or, or that or that he plays the clarinet, right? Like you don't get the sense that he has other hobbies. You don't get the sense that he's, you know, you know. And again, Tom, everything he does is archetypal. I'm into the '80s and cars. You know, he's you know even even Riker. You you find out you know has is is and i feel like Riker is the most poorly developed character on next gen but he still got like he comes from alaska he plays he's, trombone he, he does, struggles with it he like, does he does he does yoga he is you know he tries poker he he's a great poker player yeah he likes to go to risa you get like you don't get the sense you know for most of the characters i get that here's what i'm thinking about the the character that i found a way to put it going back to buffy and things like that I love watching Tara episodes on Buffy. I love the feeling of dread now that I know that it's coming when you're a couple episodes away, when you're two episodes away, when you're one episode away. And then when it happens, it's just like when you're on the episode and and Joss very cruelly, it's the only episode where she has a credit in the opening credits. She's always guest starring Amber Benson and then she's in the opening credits and that's the episode where he kills her. You know, I anticipate it when it happens, it kills me. This the death in in generations does the opposite for me. It ruins family for me. I watch family and really? I'm like, I'm like, well, these guys just die at some point. So it doesn't matter. I never see it. I never see them again. There's nothing else to see from them. Three years pass and then we hear that they're dead in a fire. And I just feel it feels empty. I go back to watch that episode of family and I feel like I like to think of, ne- of Star Trek as one big continuity as be- best I can. Sure. And I go, this is. This episode, these developments of the relationship, the Picard, I'll come and visit you, we'll be closer family. But they I, never follow up on that. They like never follow never up. see it, they you never, never hear about it. They never until finally everybody's dead in a fight. Right. And, and as opposed to when Tara dies, they lead up to it, you feel it coming. And, and she's it, integrated into their life. And, she's and, a big deal. And when it happens, it hurts for for a long time afterward it hurts it changes characters and it changes characters relationships with other characters and it, it's you know yeah it has far reaching effects and I get, and I get that. and this just feels like we're arbitrarily taking these characters you liked and killing them haha <laughs> and it just felt you know because even, we're looking for a certain vibe it, or feeling it, or we're well, trying it, to it, you know we're trying I'll, to get picard to a particular place and, and, and this and, is and, how we're doing and it. we had to kill someone 
might as well be these guys. And and and, and with Joss's death, it never feels that way. It feels like it had to be this guy. I don't know. I feel like sometimes with Joss, like, all right, I feel spoil- like he's right, just trying to fuck with you. Like, you really like this person? Well, they just fucking died. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I feel like it's like whoever you like the most, that's the Joker that's going to get it. Like, uh, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's ever been true with the exception of one character in Serenity, who mm-hmm. is a character that I like a lot. But even then, you know, I don't think I like that character necessarily more than Kaylee or Mal. Really? Yeah. I love Kaylee. I do too, but. If, if it had been Kaylee, I would have, it would have ripped my heart out. Whatever, it ripped my heart out. But she was so sensitive. She was so wide-eyed, happy, looking at the world. Like, there was nothing about her. You know, spoiler for Serenity and for Firefly. Three, two, one. You've been warned. Wash dies. And when Wash dies... It's... it's, I absolutely... I felt like he fucking gut-punched me, dude. Yeah, well... It was not okay. Well, and... And and he's... And, and it's too. right after he's being like super cute and funny. Yeah, and well, and that's and, and, and I like I like that that's how they did it, and I love what they that. and <laughs> I love what they did with Zoe afterward. Her reaction, her cold, her cold, cold as ice, just acting like nothing's wrong. But then when the Reavers come in, she just breaks the line and she starts beating them with her gun, and they have they have to drag her back, you know, and and and. You know, she's just like to the jobs so much so that I in the initial cut of zombies, I put that line in because I love how she's just like not showing how how harsh it has been for her. Um, But but that even even in that instance, you know, it punches you in the gut. Fine. Let it punch you in the gut. It didn't punch me in the gut that Renee and and what was the brother's name? What are the brothers' fucking name? Oh was. gosh, I don't remember. But yeah, the, the, but yeah, the, I mean. the, the the I know who you mean. The brother and Renee. It didn't punch me in the gut that they died. I was like, oh. And then when I watch Family, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I have to say it's hard to watch Family a little yeah. bit because it's like I know. I know that that's coming. But it never punches you in the gut that they died. It never really bothers you that they died. So you don't get the sense of. The I don't lo- know. It really bothers me. I'm you know not a cold-hearted fucker like you, so. It bothers me only when I watch Family. It bothers me, period. It bothered me for Picard. I felt his emotions. I didn't feel the loss. And I, I felt, felt the loss. Well, good for you. I mean, I'm sorry that you're heartless. It's too bad, really. But it's fun to talk about the Borg masturbating. Make the thing do the thing. Okay. So, um, I'm heartless. Death, death, death. Yep. Borg masturbating. You like when people are dead or when they're fucking or when they're fucking and dead. What? No, that's you. <laughs> you love that. No, I don't. I like it when they're undead. <laughs> which is the plot of Buffy. So, <laughs> <laughs> what undead person is Buffy having sex oh, with? Oh, that's this right. Week? He's hot, dude. Which one? What do you mean, which one? She does have sex with two undead people on Buffy. She has. Does she have sex with Spike? Um. Yeah. Lots of it. No. They break a house. I feel like I blocked that from my they have sex in a house okay with so much that they fall through the floors that it's amazing it's, it's amazing okay. no it's it's an, an incredible episode you would say that oh it's painful i like pain in my you really are you're a sadistic fuck or wait masochistic sorry yeah i guess so you know what i meant you might think that i'm sadistic but this is me at my most masochistic, masochistic. I love Kill Bill. Kill Bill's awesome. Um, That's good shit. All right, I think we're good for this one, man. This is the Borgie. 
It's the, the Borgie, Borgie. Baby. I am Smorgas of Borg. Smorgas um, <laughs> of Borg. <laughs> not my joke. I'm stealing it in someone's name on TrekWeb. Oh, you stole it? Yeah, but I love it, though. You're such a thief. But I gave credit. Okay, fair you enough. You gave credit to Smorgas of Borg. Wherever you are, Smorgas of Borg, you're a clever fuck. <laughs> you are you, a clever fuck. You, oh, and there's somebody who everybody on TrekWeb seems to really dislike, whose name is Ensign Row Your Boat. Oh, they, I've just watched a couple of the episodes where they've like introduced Ensign Row, and I had forgotten how much I disliked her. You know, she was supposed to be Kira. Really? What's funny is in the DS9 relaunch novels, she's on the station. Really? If you watch it, I think she wears her earring on the different side than Kira wears hers. Yeah. And they bring that to light. And she is back. She is so... Spoiler for season seven of Next Gen, Ensign Rowe b- joins the Maquis. And and Ensign Rowe quits the Maquis and comes on to DS9 as a member of the Bajoran militia. She just bothers me, dude. Well, but what's great about it is that she's, a, she's an atheist. And she's a member of the Bajoran militia. So the Bajorans don't like her because she's an atheist. Right. And... Um, and the Starfleet officers don't like her because she was a member of the Maquis, but she's not Starfleet. She's Bajoran Militia. Hmm. And the way she interacts on it is really... I, I I love the DS9 relaunch novels. The first three or four of them are really good. There's a new captain. There's a Jem'Hadar uh, station on the station now hmm. because Odo sends one on a sort of learning about each other mission. And he wants to kill everybody on the station, but he's also starting to like everybody on the station. Weird, because um, he wants to kill everyone because he's Jim Hadar, but he's sure. living with them and he's you know working with them and and it's an interesting dynamic. It's 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 and it's very cool. It's worth reading. It's a definitely worth a read. Hmm. So Maybe I'll check it out. Um, but for now, I think I think we've done it, man. We've made yet another episode of Trek Off. Yay! We're so awesome. <laughs> My name's Justin. My name's Alexia. Trek Off. Trek Off, bitches. If you like Trek Off, then you're also going to like all the other shows on the Endlight Podcast Network. So go to endlightpodcast.com or you can search Trek Off on Facebook and like us. Or you can go onto iTunes and search EPN and subscribe to us. Do one of those things right now before you go on to whatever else you're going to do. Do that. Subscribe to Trek Off.